From the Chattahoochee Tech Studio, welcome to the Marietta Daily Journal podcast. Today is Friday, February 24th, and on this day in 1955, Steve Jobs was born. Today, Apple is going to reinvent the phone. I'm Matt Golden, and here are your top stories presented by Credit Union of Georgia. A man is dead and his wife is injured after a wreck on I-75 near Bells Ferry Road. Cobb County Christians kicked off the Lenten season with Ash Wednesday services. And the Marietta Blue Devils boys basketball season ended at the hands of Grayson. Plus, we talked to Kevin Kinney, lead singer of Driving and Crying, ahead of his Atlanta show tonight and Athens show on Saturday. What's great about Driving and Crying is that it's great for me, but not great for the other guys. They they don't know what song is coming next, and they have to know over 120 songs. Oh wow! And they never know what song is coming next. You know, it just I'm just feeling it, and I'll just start playing it. We'll have all this and more on the Marietta Daily Journal podcast. Engineer solutions of Georgia. We guarantee a stable, dry foundation. With over 30 years of experience and a lifetime of support, residential and commercial, hey, we do it all. For basement waterproofing and repairs to your foundation, dial 678 now. One person is dead and another is injured after their car left I-75 North near Bells Ferry Road and tumbled down an embankment early Wednesday. 45-year-old Edgar Perez and his wife Blanca Manrique Rodriguez of Chattanooga, Tennessee were traveling north on the freeway at about 5.30 a.m. when Manrique Rodriguez, who was driving, lost control of the 2016 Toyota Sienna minivan. The van struck the right guardrail, flipped over it, and tumbled down a large embankment toward Bell's Ferry Lane. Perez died as a result of the crash while Manrique Rodriguez was transported to Wellstar Kennesaw Hospital with serious injuries. The investigation into the crash is ongoing and anyone with information is urged to contact investigator St. Ange. from their normal Wednesday morning routines, members of the Catholic Church of St. Anne's gathered to sing, worship, and have a cross of ash marked on their foreheads. The East Cobb Church held five services over the day, beginning the six-week season of Lent leading up to Easter. The season commemorates Jesus Christ's journey into the desert where he fasted and was also tempted by the devil. At the end of St. Anne's Mass, following the Eucharist, members filed down the aisle to receive the ash ritual. The Reverend Joseph Aquino, who presided over the 9 a.m. Mass, explained that the ashes are a symbol of repentance for Christians. Back in biblical times, people would sit in ashes and sackcloth to express penance. In keeping with that same theme, Christians often forego certain luxuries during Lent, seeking to follow Christ's example. An errant kick in a physical education class made the Grayson boys' basketball postseason road more interesting. The Rams' home court flooded earlier this month when a sprinkler hit by a soccer ball during P.E. poured water on the boards and rendered the surface unplayable until it was replaced. 
Because of the damage, Grayson entered the state playoffs unable to host despite being a number one seed. Archer is now the Rams' home site for the opening rounds of the playoffs, and Grayson looked pretty comfortable in its new setting Wednesday night, riding in efficient offense to a 99-56 route of Marietta in the Class 7A first round. Grayson will advance to host another game at Archer Saturday at 4 p.m. against Valdosta. The 22-5 Rams put up a season high in points and had 58 points at halftime and 83 through three quarters. A total of 13 players scored in the win. Jaden Mann and Jacques Bourgeois scored 15 points each to lead Marietta. Todd LeCadre added 10 points. The Devils finished their season 5-25 on the year. Wheeler boys utilized a big fourth quarter to defeat Milton 81-64 in the first round of the Class 7A state playoffs on Wednesday. The 22-6 Wheeler Wildcats outscored the Eagles 29-19 in the final quarter. The game was tied with just over a minute remaining in the third quarter until the Wildcats went on a 17-0 run over the next four minutes. Every point scored on the run came from shots at the basket or by free throw as Wheeler punished the Eagles on fast breaks. The win advanced Wheeler to the second round of the tournament where the Wildcats will host North Gwinnett on Saturday after the Bulldogs defeated Mill Creek 72-62. Isaiah Collier led the Wildcats in scoring with 28 points including 12 points in the fourth quarter. Collier was one of three Wildcats to break double-digit scoring alongside Ricky McKenzie with 20 and Aronson Page with 12. On the other side of the court, the Eagles were led in scoring by Josh Dixon with 20, including a 10-point second quarter. Seth Fitzgerald and Avery White each added 15 points for Milton. In Georgia, the weather never ceases to do unpredictable things. Peace of mind should be top of mind where it comes to your heating and cooling system. Daco Systems has three generations of experience with HVAC excellence they've shared with Cobb County and the greater metro Atlanta area. Daco Systems has been family owned and operated since they started out, and Dean Yarrington has built their business into what it is today through policies of honesty, responsiveness, and attention to the needs of customers. The Daco Systems team is equipped with the knowledge, tools, products, and over four decades of experience that help them get each job done right the first time, and they back that up with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Along with exceptional service, Daco Systems provides free estimates on new heating and AC installations, and you can reach them after hours when you have an HVAC emergency. Get peace of mind. Call Daco Systems today at 770-209-2261 or visit them online at dacosystems.com. Daco Systems, a premier train comfort specialist. Right now, take $500 off a complete system. You deserve better than your bank. Better service, better rates, better solutions. If you live or work in Cobb County, now is the perfect time to make the switch to Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. Since 1960, Credit Union of Georgia has been providing Northwest Georgia with financial solutions that make sense for your home, business, and family. As a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative, our members are our mission. 
Not only will you get the best loan rates, you'll get personalized customer service from people who understand your needs. Plus, Credit Union of Georgia provides real convenience with a network of more than 30,000 accessible ATMs and branch locations across the country. Of course, there's also five locations right here in Cobb County. Ready to see how much better your banking can be with Credit Union of Georgia? Become a member today or apply for a loan online by visiting cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. You belong among the wildflowers. You belong in a boat out at sea. Sail away. Smyrna has announced the dates for its annual John Cole Festival. Here's community reporter Doug Harding with more. The 34th annual Smyrna Spring Jonquil Festival, presented by the City of Smyrna and Superior Plumbing, will be April 29th and 30th in and around Smyrna City Hall and Market Village. The free admission festival will feature over 175 arts and crafts booths, 20 food booths, an entertainment stage, multiple beer gardens, and a variety of children's activities. Peter Hart of Atlanta Puppetry will have unique marionettes and puppet characters that sing, dance, juggle, play fiddle, break apart, and come back together squirt water, and are even launched by catapult across the stage. Scott Thompson will perform all the songs you know and love on Veterans Memorial Grand Lawn adjacent to the Spring Jonquil Food Court. The Georgia-grown member market will feature goods and products from all over the state of Georgia. There will also be an interactive kid zone with inflatable slides and bounces. Hours are April 29th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and April 30th from noon to 5. Due to construction on the Village Green, layout and placement will be different this year. For more information, please visit SmyrnaCity.com. For the Marietta Daily Journal podcast, I'm Doug Harding. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. A Senate committee voted Wednesday to advance Senator Kay Kirkpatrick's bill to limit passport fee receipts by Georgia clerks of court. As the East Cobb Republican noted, the operative word is now limit rather than eliminate. An earlier version of the legislation would have barred clerks from receiving personal income from processing U.S. passport applications, which is currently allowed under Georgia law. The latest version of the bill would cap their income from passport fees at $7,500 a year. Senate Bill 19 was filed after media investigations into Cobb Superior Court Clerk Connie Taylor, who has pocketed more than $425,000 in fees since taking office atop her annual income of $170,000. Federal regulations allow local officials who process passport applications to charge a $35 fee for their trouble, while Georgia law permits county clerks who do so to keep the money as personal income. The practice is widespread across the state, but Taylor's proceeds drew scrutiny from Republican lawmakers who pledged to put an end to the supplementary income. Taylor, meanwhile, is facing a GBI probe following allegations she ordered the destruction of records of her passport fee income. Kirkpatrick's version of the bill then carried with bipartisan support. Democratic Gwinnett County State Senators Nikki Merritt, Sheik Rahman, and Nabila Islam, the latter of the two from Lawrenceville, were the three votes against. Kirkpatrick told the MDJ she hopes for a full vote by the Senate next week. The 
36 of Cobb County's finest minds will be celebrated for their achievements on Tuesday evening at the annual Start Student and Teacher Banquet, sponsored by the Kiwanis Club of Metro Marietta. The Star, or Student Teacher Achievement Recognition Banquet, recognizes high school seniors with the highest SAT scores and grade point averages from public, private, and charter schools across Cobb and Marietta. The STAR program was launched in 1958 by Georgia Chamber of Commerce and was adopted by Metro Marietta Kiwanis in 1966. This year's banquet, scheduled for 6 p.m. at Roswell Street Baptist Church, is expected to attract more than 200 people. Students who are honored bring family as guests and will also get to select a STAR teacher from their school to be honored. The keynote speaker for this year's event is Condis Presley, a journalist for WSB Radio and a Marietta High School graduate. Please head over to mdjonline.com for a list of Cobb Star students and teachers. And now, Kevin Kenny, the lead singer and guitarist for Driving and Crying, joins us to talk about his upcoming shows in Atlanta and Athens. Appreciate everybody tuning in. My name is Doug Harding, and it's so great to have, I guess you call him a, a local musical legend, Kevin Kinney. You know him from Driving and Crying. Also, his solo work and currently Think About It tour. Kevin, you're doing some Driving and Crying dates also, right? Uh, I've, no, I've been doing, me and Amy Ray are out there doing it right now. We have two more shows this weekend. And we just did like Texas and uh, Louisiana and Mississippi, Alabama. And uh, we did Nashville last Saturday or Sunday. And then we're going to do Athens and Atlanta this weekend. And uh, so we're excited. You know, it's a really great show. And it's, I know a lot about a lot of my friends' music, but it's when you get to open, you really get this like drink in the entire experience, you know. You know, you really get to, you have a good opportunity to like really listen. And I think both of us are like getting turned on by all of our, you know, I mean, she's seen me play, of course, but she don't think she's really seen like, you know, as many shows in a row ever. And we've been on tour. And so she's just got a great band and her songwriting is really great. And she's um just really flooring me every night. Her, She's driving the van. She's backing up that trailer there's you know it's not a tour bus i mean she's got six really great talented musicians and uh i'm co-opting them uh one by one so <laughs> by the end of the show i have all six on stage with me because <laughs> so, good music i think morphs is, is it's a good you know the thing about music is that it can be it's fluid you know you it can push and pull and i mean that's and that's really what i do i don't have um, my arrangements are not that complicated and my chord structure is not that complicated it's it's really more about stopping and starting and coming in and surfing. It's more like surfing, you know, like mm -hmm. me and Gib Droll used to, one of our best shows we ever did together, we were playing guitar. We were in the Hilton Head and we just watched the um, documentary about Dogtown. And that was one of our best shows ever because we felt like we were like carving and we were like letting it fall and jumping in. You know, you just kind of see the world you know, I mean, after doing thousands and thousands and thousands of shows, like we have, me and Amy have probably done three to four thousand shows a piece. You know, at a whole another Zen level. You know, especially when we're doing the set list different every night and things are changing. So, dynamics, dynamics, dynamics. That's really what what makes for me makes uh, 
and set list and reading the audience and I don't use any set list ever. I just really kind of read the audience and, and, you know, 85% of the time I'm pretty right. And the 15% I'm not, I just call it art. <laughs> okay. You know, you learn, you live, you learn. You're talking about Amy Ray from the Indigo Girls, you know, a local band from right here in Atlanta. Also, I've noticed a lot on your album, Think About It, that you've got half the band REM in there. You got Peter Buck and then you have the drummer Bill Berry. Yeah. And I had thought that he was retired out of music for good. Well, he's kind of a – well, he made a record with Mike Mantione uh, called The Bad Ends. It's on New West Records. Mm-hmm. And so – and I work with David – I made it this in Athens. So they're, they're I, I'm using Athens musicians. The, the drummer Darren is from Athens. Uh, David Barbie is Athens. Brad Morgan from the Drive-By Truckers is from Athens. The string arrangements and all that, they're all Athens students and Athens musicians, except for my brother. He lives in Atlanta here with me. You know, not with me at Pine Lake. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, Peter Buck was in town. We were doing a Cracker Earth uh, camp out, and Peter was playing. I was playing. I started this project, like, on one of those nights, the night before I played the Cracker um, camp out. And uh, uh, Peter was there, so Peter was like, you know, he's very fast. So he came in, and he was one of the first musicians on it. And then COVID hit, and then I couldn't get anybody back. And some people had to do it remotely. Peter couldn't do it remotely because he works with out of Portland with Scott McCoy is his main guy. And, uh, and everybody was just closed. So, uh, and so Bill Berry came in on the last one of the last things I did and was like, cause David Barbie had, had been working with him and they're good friends. And uh, so I don't know Bill as much as I know everybody else. And I think I know Michael more than I know Bill, you know, but he's great. You know, he was, he's got, he plays all the percussion on it. It's a great vibe, and you know, so that was cool. And Peter, of course, is really signature. He's got his. He brought some of his REM guitars over, and you know, his twelve string, and his. He has also got some of the later REM, like the, his Ebo, you know, that that the right. dissonant, the dissonant thing on the song called the Innocent, you know, the read Innocent Part Two or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much my career is just taking advantage of whatever is laying around, you know, like. I think that I learned my musical thing from my dad making dinner on Saturday nights. You know, it's like, you know, there's nothing to eat. And then, you know, we have five kids in our family growing up. And, uh, yeah, my dad would be make, you know, some sort of recipe. <laughs> Mashed potatoes inside the meatloaf or he'd find something, you know, he'd make it, he'd make something out of something. So that's kind of how I think my musical career has been just kind of like – I. Cause I'm, I'm a bit, you know, I'm not on a spectrum or anything like that. I don't think, but I have a very short attention span and planning things out gets, gets me stressed a little bit. So I kind of prefer to just, what's great about driving and crying is that it's great for me, but not great for the other guys. They, they don't know what song is coming next and they have to know over 120 songs. Oh wow! And they never know what song is coming next. You know, it just, I'm just feeling it and I'll just start playing it. You know, like we did a song at the Variety that night called Light from a record we made at Geffen. We probably haven't played it in a year. And I just started playing it. <laughs> and they know it. I just went, dun, 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 and, they, and they jumped in. I see the light. You know, it was really great. So I'm blessed to surround myself with really quality people who know how to listen and, and don't get stressed out. Like, I don't know what. It's like, <laughs> well, if you, don't, if, you, if you screwed up, it's music. You know, it'll be okay. You know, speaking of the new album... Think about it. Isn't another Scarlet Butterfly 
Isn't that uh, a, an old driving and crying song? Yeah, it's from uh, the, our first record. I wrote it. I might have even written it before the first. I might have been. I might have tried to do it in my punk rock band in 1981, but I can't remember. But yeah, it is from our first record. And um, the, the lyrics just seem very topical to me. And Peter Buck came up with a really cool riff that was like lifted. If I felt like it was a Patti Smith riff. So I called Lenny K from the Patti Smith group. I was like, I played it to him over the phone. I was like, is this one of your riffs? It's like, <laughs> we were, he was like, I don't think it is, but I, I like it. So it's kind of a, you know, I mean, I'm a huge Patti Smith. Fan, so it's a bit of a, like a, like a, a, if you listen to the song Dancing Barefoot, it's kind of like, oh, that. yeah, no. So it's very much like Dancing Barefoot. It's a great song. But, uh, yeah, great, really great song, or Ghost Dance and things like that. Uh, we shall live again. I like to reapproach certain songs. I reapproach the Innocent on there. I reapproach Scarlet Butterfly. You know, I've reapproached Scarlet Smarter on my Flower and a Knife record I did with Warren Haynes. I've, I'm not afraid to redo something and maybe just as my voice has changed over. It was 38 years ago since I did that. I have a, a little bit lower voice now and things like that. So I kind of, the whole record is me and my friend, Eric Von Hessler, who made this documentary about me. He did this uh, about John crying, but he's really smart and really, uh, he loves music. He just, I mean, he texts me all the time. Just like, have you heard this, you know, whatever song, Paul McCartney or Crowded House song, or that's all we talk about is music. And so um, he had this podcast idea for us and it was like, Kevin Kinney, it's like three in the morning. So that's kind of what this thing is like. I, I sing this whole record as if I'm singing to you in my apartment. In like when you live in an apartment, you can't just project at three in the morning. You know, you can't just like, has Scarlet Butterfly fades into the, you know, it's like it's got neighbors, you know. So the whole record is I intentionally told David Barbie, I was like, I really want to keep this like really intimate and just really kind of like understated. Up until would be the credits would be the one with Bill Barry on it. That's the one I really kind of sing. I reimagine the first songs. Uh, think about it to stop, look, listen, think about it. I put it. I bookended it, you know. And that one is kind of like you know it opens up a little bit. So I try to use a cinematic approach to to music. You know, when I do that, you know, when I make records, I try to. I try to make it into a small movie these days because after I've made 19 or 20 albums, I don't know. And um, I want it to be an, an adventure for me that's interesting to talk about and to listen to, you know. Would you ever consider or maybe have you already done a score to a movie or TV show? I, I You know, I, I toyed around with some, like, but usually, you know, I did uh, the Archer, the Archer series. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> I did one season of Archer when they had to change their name from ISIS because ISIS came. And so they had to come a different oh. agency down in Miami and they became like a uh, one of the characters became a country singer. So I wrote Shirlene's some songs for Shirlene and uh, and did some soundtracks for that. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I've done. Things, but every time I try to do something, it always sounds like Ry Cooter or something. So I don't know, you know. Yeah, I'd rather they just use my songs, <laughs> you know, okay. just use them and sporadically use them or cut them up or take the vocals out or something like that. But uh, I've never really uh, tried to approach that yet. But I probably will later when I get done trying to travel. You know, right now I'm still able to travel. You know, I'm getting up there, but it's. 
I'm still, you know, for another 10 years or so, I'll be still be able to travel and, and play music, you know. Well, that's great. You know, I'm a big uh, movie and uh, TV show fan, and I love soundtracks. What's it like to actually hear a song of yours in a movie or TV show? I've only been oh, on the, on the Archer thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool. Well, I didn't really, I didn't sing any of it. It was all sung by Jesse Lee uh, Martin, Jesse Lynn Martin. And the fun one was, is we redid, uh, we redid Danger Zone with Kenny Loggins. And so we got to talk <laughs> with Kenny Loggins and he re-sang Danger Zone in a country kind of thing with Shirley, did a little duet with Shirlene. So that was fun. But I've never really been in a movie. I think I've had one song in, uh, if you watch Canadian Bacon in the in the first uh, couple minutes of it, I think John Candy uh, hits the radio and one of our songs comes on because I, I ran into Michael Moore at a bar in Athens after he did a speech at the college. I gave him, you know, I was like, I'm going to give him my, all my records. And then he, he called me and uh, was like, hey, uh, Kevin, it's Michael Moore. And I got a, uh, I need a song to use just for a little bit. So, would you mind if I use that? I said, yeah, go absolutely. So he used like a couple seconds of it. So that was kind of cool. He was a cool guy. I like Michael mm-hmm. Moore, you know? I'm, yeah, I haven't had a uh, very many. My wife is doing this uh, song, this retrospect of my career at over, O-E-V-R-E, over, over, over perspective of my career. And she's got almost 50 artists. It's called Let's Go Dancing. It's a, it's a collection of 50, like 50 artists doing my songs and reimagined. And there are some real, I can't really talk about it yet, but there's some real special songs on there that have been reimagined by some really cool artists that I think might might wind up in, in, in movies and things like that. I think it's it's pretty cool. She's been working on it for a few years now. It was, you know, so... It was kind of a secret to me, so but I, you know, started hearing about it a little bit, you know, here and there. So, is that going to be a documentary, an album? What exactly is it? It's an album. It'll start streaming soon. I think the first ones are is will be in March sometime. So, you'll start seeing a trickle out. I'm not sure how, what kind of publicists they have. Uh, probably, I, I probably would err on the side of Steve. You know, I like Steve. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that project. Yeah, someday maybe I'll hear my songs in a show or something. That'd be, but, you know, I was excited the first time I ever heard myself on 96 Rock. That was pretty cool. What song was that? Was it Fly Me Courageous? It's probably Honeysuckle Blue. was like the first one I think I heard on 96 Rock. Maybe Can't Promise You the World, but I don't know if that was on there. I don't think they played that one. So, so um, I didn't want to overthink it. Is there a riff or another song you've heard another artist write that you wish you had written? All the time, yeah. And I've probably stolen a little bit of them as we go. I tell you, R.E.M. probably is probably one of the most, Peter Buck is probably one of the most underrated guitar players. I think he's a top five guitar player in the world, personally. And that's not because I'm familiar with him as a friend and colleague, but I really think that that the R.E.M., I'm not sure who writes all the licks. I know he plays the licks, but like the opening to Feeling Gravity Pull, the opening to to uh, South Central Rain, the openings to One I Love, the opening. I mean, there's a lot of classic guitar riffs and all that stuff that I'm really, I really love. You know, he's very underrated. He should be in always in the top ten guitar players. You know, they play 
you know, but because he plays rhythm, rhythm guitar players don't get a lot of respect because they're not shredding all the freaking time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I don't like shredding. I don't, you know, I'll do it for fun, but I'm really more of a melody. I like to write my solos and like Leonard Skinner, you know, when I was on tour with Skinner, they really, thing I learned about Leonard Skinner touring with them is they really love the Beatles. They were, they thought they were the Beatles. Like when they were rehearsing, they wanted their songs to be like the Beatles. Like, when the Beatles play rain, it's rain. There's no extended jams for like the extended jam that Skinner has in Freebird is written. The solo for Saturday Night Special is written. That's what it is. I kind of liked that idea, you know, I mean, of keeping, you know, so it can't promise you the world. Now, when I have a guitar player, I always extended for them to reimagine it, you know. I, I mean, my guitar part is always the same melody. I like, I like my guitar solos to be. Like I can't promise you the world. It's like da 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 da, da. Bop, bop, like like horn sections or something like that, you know. So, but yeah, I'm jealous of just about anything Sabbath did. Tony Iommi, Jimmy Page, you know, even you know, like you know. But yeah, I mean, I there's a lot of great riffs out there, you know. Uh, the Jack White, and uh, I'm jealous constantly, you know. <laughs> you know, Jane's Addiction. <laughs> Jane's Addiction had some great riffs and things like that, you know. And Guns N' Roses, of course, had a lot of great licks. And like, oh, that's a great riff. That's a... I started to steal one of those from uh, The Sweet Child of Mine. I tried to steal that for the song called Wild Dog Moon. I kind of like, oh, this is going to be my slash tribute. You know, that was in 1989. I don't even know if they were had their record. I don't, did they? I know. Yeah. Appetite came out in 1987, I think. 86. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. That was my uh, my slash tribute, but yeah, you know, I, I I love music. You know, I'm a music fan, so I mean, I listen to music constantly. And when we were out with the Black Crows, it was really, I think, reconnecting with 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 Rich and Chris was my favorite thing. Was the having them just kind of like like as the tour ended and all that stuff. They were sending me playlists and turning me out to people and in their part they live on the west coast and so there's like all these great pasadena bands that i had never heard of the lemon twigs and all these people and they're like oh did you ever hear of this guy i'm like no i don't so i mean i downloaded a, like you know 10 or 15 different artists that i'd never heard of that i'm you know i have it now on my uh they're like all it's called disciples of sid barrett is the name of my playlist because mm-hmm. they're all kind of based on on early pink floyd and you know the early psychedelic movement so Okay, so the Think About It tour, it's going to be at the 40 Watt in Athens. And then on Sunday, it's going to be at the Variety Playhouse. What other dates are you going to be doing besides that? Every three months, I'm doing a show at Eddie's Attic. I'm doing four shows this year, kind of like a residency. And in April and May, I did this thing called free parking from this room here, from this very mic here during the (laughs) pandemic. And I'm taking that to Nashville live and I'm doing it at the East Side Bowl in nashville in april and may and i'll be broadcasting it on some sort of format i'm not sure but it's free to get in it's 20 dollars if you want to leave early uh <laughs> <laughs> we're charging people to leave if you stay for the whole thing it's free <laughs> the, 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 the sooner you leave uh the more it costs if you stay at the end it's only like three dollars to leave <laughs> so you know trying to reinvent the wheel here but see how that's working for me. It's Kevin Kinney from Driving and Crying. Also, his solo work, uh, Think About It tour, happening right now. Also, pick up the album, Think About It. 
You can find out more about this at drivinandcrying.com. Kevin, it has been great talking with you today. I really, really appreciate everything. Well, that's talking with you. Wish we had another two hours to rant, but... uh... Uh Yeah, I could do that, too, and I I certainly appreciate everything, and best of luck to you this year. Keep on keeping on, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Are you struggling to find the right home in these tough markets? Hi, I'm Jeffrey Drake of Drake Realty, with seven offices across Metro Atlanta and two right here in Cobb County. The real estate market in Cobb County can be competitive. That's why you need a team on your side. My team of over 700 agents is one of the biggest in the county, and we have been turning dreams into realities for 28 years now. Next time you decide to buy or sell in Cobb, trust the team that knows the lay of the land. Visit us online at drakerealty.com. Hey, what are you doing? I'm adding to my Pinterest boards. There are so many great Pinterest ideas out there. I don't know which one to start first. I know what you mean. That's why I made plans to go to the Georgia Pinners Conference at the Cobb Galleria on March 24th and 25th. The Georgia Pinners Conference? What's that? It's the one event where creative, passionate do-it-yourselfers go to attend classes taught by the best Pinterest presenters from all over the nation. There are over 100 classes showcasing the most popular Pinterest trends, and the best part is that you can make and complete your projects right then and there. Plus, there's over 200 vendors showcasing their new products for the year. That sounds like something I definitely want to attend. I know! This is going to be so much fun! The Georgia Pinners Conference, the Cobb Gallery on March 24th and 25th. Go to ga.pinnersconference.com to register and sign up for classes you're most interested in. But hurry, classes fill up fast. That's georgia.pinnersconference.com. Thanks again for listening to today's Marietta Daily Journal podcast. Did you know that over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and be sure to share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. You can find us on TikTok at MDJ Podcast and add us to your Alexa Flash Briefing or your Google Home Briefing. And be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, Executive Producer. Doug Harding, Creative Director. Jacob Sutherland, Director. Producers Jason Gentarola and Matt Golden. And Jin Rei Zhang, Video Producer. All rights reserved.